You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. And then there were two. It's <laughs> <laughs> just two oh, of us today, man. man. We don't know where everyone's at, but it's that time of the year. It's travel season. Yes. You know, Bug probably doing something on the sports tip. Mm-hmm. Big Freaky, you don't know. He's, you know. he's a man of the people, so ain't no telling what he done ran into today. Big Freaky probably getting freaky. <laughs> Shoot. A man never tells, you know, a good man. <laughs> a gentleman, a gentleman. A gentleman never tells. But, but all we need is two. So you got me, Troy, doing the host duties today as my man's uh, bug take care of his business. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, in the meantime, we'll just be me and uh, hey, sh- say what up to the people, man. What's going on, people? What's going on with you? Just happy to be here, man. Oh, man. Happy to be here. I had my uh, 20-year anniversary Beautiful. This weekend, man. Twenty years, man. Twenty years. Southfield High class of nineteen ninety nine. So how how is that, man? Because I I'm twelve years removed. So mm-hmm. how's that? Just seeing people twenty years later. Man, it's 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 actually cool, man. It's actually it's actually pretty cool, you know. Especially when from time to time you hear people ill, and then you know mm-hmm. you check on Facebook every now and then, and somebody has passed away. Sad, man. And, you know, it's, it, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just good to see people, man. Yeah, just, just, just to see people's faces and hearing them doing well and talking about their kids and, and you mm-hmm. know, just, 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 just them living, man. Just breathing air. Just good to see people, man. That's crazy. Oh, today, man, we really don't have any topics. It's just going to be a freestyle show. You know, we in the heart of summer. So mm-hmm. football is getting ready to ratchet up soon. Uh, a lot of the NBA deals are done. We're going to touch on Carmelo and his situation. It's a little, uh, you know, it's not too much basketball about to happen. The Basketball World Cup is coming up, and our team. We a lot look of like people we pulling send, out of that. Yeah, we look like we're sending, like, one of the worst rosters we sent in a while. I think um, I got an email to join. Hey, man, shoot. We might be. <laughs> you might be able to, you know, do some hand claps oh, for man, him. that's about it. Do the rally talk. Yeah. But, uh, no, nah, that's crazy. It's dope you talking about uh, class reunion because I remember I tried to do my – we tried to do our 10-year anniversary two years ago. Now, mm-hmm. granted, I did kind of go to a small school. But I think the issue that I'm seeing we run into and just now with this whole digital society, you're on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. And now even though we might not talk, but I still see your life played the, the out. Accessibility so is so we easy. have it. Yeah, we see all your moments. So it's kind of like. You know, nigga, I know you. Right. <laughs> I already know what's going on. Yeah, you but, just, yeah. just got it from Miami last yeah, week. Yeah, you know, we just saw your kid doing this. <laughs> you making these moves. So I think it kind of has taken the funnel, you know, that somewhat of the air out of the reunions. For I say these newer people, you right, know, for the right. people that's getting in their late 20s, early 30s. Mm-hmm. It's not that excitement. Like right. now, like I said, we kind of, I, I kind of uh, graduated from a smaller school, a uh, referee. And what I'm seeing is like, you know, now people are trying to do the all class reunions, but it's not, it just wasn't that excitement that I'm seeing. I will say this with the 20 year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, this is a wrap after this one. I feel it, it's, it's not going to be too many more reunions, if any at all. Cause, um, after 20, it's like, damn, man, you're going to be 50 years old going yeah, to see everybody. Yeah. Facts, and, facts. and you're just getting older and it, 
damn, you know, like I said, everybody getting older and then you fuck around and man, what you doing, man? I got eight months to live. Like, oh no. Oh, wow. Like, damn, I got six months to live. Like <laughs> I saw what was weird though is you said that. I just saw someone take pictures. It might be McKenzie. But it was like class of 1968, one of my older Ooh. Facebook friends, man. So, How many people made it to that one? Hey, man, I don't know. But it's crazy that uh, I think it's awesome to still see something like that. Mm-hmm. But no, nah, it just seemed like the reunions things are getting phased out. And, uh, you know, people are more so with our lives being played out. Yeah. It, like I said, it's not that excitement. I, I will say with our class, um, class of 99, shout out to everybody out there in Southfield and, and Lathrop as well. We were, um, we're, we're somewhat of a, a, a close knit group. Mm-hmm. For the most part, um, quite a few of us all went to elementary school and not as well as, not as, as middle school as well. Facts. So we've all grown up together. A lot of the community, if we grew up in the, a lot of us grew up in the Southfield public educational system. So, okay. So majority of us, even though we've known each other. Okay. The, our whole lives and you still run into people at Myers or something. Around that, you know, it's it's still good to just to get out, just to actually see people. Thank you, it's and just, I'm just I'm glad the interaction. I'm and that's what I'm saying because we're missing out on, and we're kind of like in that bridge generation, whereas, you know, we remember seeing encyclopedias, you know, things like you get what I'm saying, <laughs> the Britannica. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. We had the Britannica. We came up with the green. Remember the green, the Macintosh mm-hmm. computer. Mm-hmm. You know, it even had the crazy graphics. The huge moon looking cell phone. <laughs> right. And so right. I'm like, we have the beauty of being like that gap generation of knowing what it was, somewhat what our parents dealt with. Mm-hmm. And then seeing now technology come to fruition and yes. new things. And it's like now these younger generation, all they know is everything quick and accessible. Yeah. You get what yeah. I'm saying? So now most of their, you know, their communication is through texting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's through it's it's not that face to face, and right. I think sometimes we just take for granted how good it is just to be able, just see the person, catch that energy, talk right. to them, right. you know. Because a lot of times, I always say it when I interact with people, we can miscalculate things in text. It's not that much emotion behind it. Mm-hmm. Things are said differently when it's said in person or just a conversation over the phone. Right. And it's just kind of scary where you see how you know society is just headed towards. Man, we're going to be somewhat. An emotionless type people. Yeah, you know what? It, it caught me off guard. I went to um, what store was that? I don't know if it's a Kroger. I believe it's a Kroger in Royal Oak. Mm-hmm. I think it's on Twelve Mile and um, over there by Seventy Five. And I, I guess this is starting to happen a lot more. But you could just pull on up, and they put your groceries right on in the car. Oh yeah, man! Yeah, you, 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 you order it all online and everything, and then you just pull right on up. People just load your load your whip on up, and then you just get the hell out. <laughs> like, yeah, man, that's crazy to me. Like, I already have trust issues going through the Wendy's line, pulling off with just my little bag that I got, making sure that you got my fries, my burger, right. and my little cookie and everything. I was <laughs> like, right, damn, I'm checking the bag. Like, damn, if you got thirty groceries and shit, nigga, miss your tomatoes or <laughs> something. You gonna be, god damn, you, you gonna be sick click, with it, man. I'm telling you, everything is just. It's just a click away. Your your grocery, mm-hmm. you know me. I'm I'm. We use it. We do it. We've done. Uh, was Meyer does the ship thing. So they, what is that? They drop your groceries off to your crib to man. your house. Yeah, all you got to do is click what you need. They and they, they come into the crib. They just deliver it on the step. You know, and I pick them up. 
Man. Deliver them on the steps? Yeah, they so walk like, right It's in. like they FedEx and just drop the boy. What if you got like some old fruit out or something? No, like? they know you're expected to be there when they drop them off. So I just meet them. Okay. And then, you know, Still, get them like... it's just sometimes it's convenient. So like I said, it's crazy. Like I speak out against it, but it has also been something out of convenience. Right. right. Like I, I remember being at work just chilling. Mm-hmm. You know, I might have one of my older cousins at the crib chilling with my crib. I mean, um, chilling with my kids. Hey, we hungry. All right, let me get you the Uber Eats right quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? You got the right. option. Normally, you'd be like, let me call this pizza. But yeah. no, nah, I could just hurry up and get my, you with my the Uber Eats. My nephew does that sometimes when he he's with my kids. get you the chicken all that together, bro. Yeah, he Whatever. Door, he didn't door dash uh, many of Coney Islands. <laughs> <laughs> all that, man. So it's, it's just crazy to see how things are uh, moving along. But like I said, it's been... We are in a slow time of sports. Baseball is kicking in heavy. It's been some trades. I see people uh, going crazy about uh, what is it? Bauer. He went to the no, Granky. He went to the Astros, but that's just my oh, it. They the loaded. Got, oh my yeah, goodness! They got a nice little uh, pitcher. They messing around, huh? Man, they trying to win it, man. It's very they mad at them. Man, they mad. as long as that window's open, you better you better keep going, yeah. keep it wide open. Why Verlander, man, he looked like he didn't kind of. Slowed down, got whatever serum it's LeBron crazy, cause got because he he they he, talking he about he, he might be like an MVP candidate, but he's giving up like the most home runs, but he's like has like the lowest ERA or something like that. He it's got, just that's something about when you get older and just learn how to get that road, you know, that location right. Yeah, that's know? that's all. It's but about, it got to okay. be perfect though. You got to get it perfect because if they don't get it right, that right if spot, don't get that right spot, it's it's out of there. Knocking it out, yeah, there, it's gonna man. get caught in that jet stream. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're doing that slow. Remind me of like Maddox. Uh, for the Braves back in oh, the day, yeah. he didn't used to throw hard. No nope. fastball topping off he by doing 88. That change up on yeah, you. but yeah, you location, location, location. <laughs> facts, facts, bro. It's like I said, it's been a slow sports week, but what has been making rounds and a lot of people have been talking about all through social media, and it's been a hot topic. Really, pretty much like it's been an undercurrent theme of the NBA season, but now it's starting to pick up more. Is Carmelo Anthony, mm-hmm. and everyone's been talking about. You know, him not being signed. Everyone loves seeing the hoodie mellow workouts. <laughs> and that's why I say it's crazy because I'm critical because I didn't like how he was in OKC a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like you see these workouts, you're doing this hoodie mellow, he don't miss. And then you get in a regular season and it's like, come on, man. But even being critical of that, I still think he needed a shot in the league. I mean, he still deserves a shot. Like, he oh, shouldn't yeah. just be done. Oh, yeah. I think definitely. he's only 35. And so now you're looking at it. Sort of the talk started with his trainer. And his trainer came on saying, you know, Carmelo, I think in his word, deserves a farewell tour. Car- Carmelo, though, like, he doesn't want to play just for that. Mm-hmm. He just wants to play. Just wants so to the, play. Cl- the trainer came and clarified. It was like, no, I think he deserves one of those type of outings. But Carmelo still, he's like, he know he can contribute. And in his word. It's 30 teams out there, 15 players on the team. You mean to tell me I can't get one spot on the team? one spot. So just how you feel about Carmelo. And then do you even think it's it's, kind of made sad that he even has to be able to – even has to do an interview even. Well, for one, let me get this out. Let me me get this out the way. I'm not feeling the the farewell tour thing. Even with D-Wade, you you deserve it. You have an established career. Mm Mm-hmm. Your career's been A1 and we should celebrate you. I don't know. For some reason, to me, it just seems cheesy to me. I don't know why. Is it, maybe it's to the degree of how he just kept going to everybody with his jersey on up. And the it, 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 just, it just felt different to, between him and Dirks. So people don't 
if people remember back in the day, they used to do these uh, when like people knew they were retiring. Mm-hmm. And I remember one because I read this book, Book of Basketball by Bill Simmons, one of the, my favorite books I ever read. But I think Julius Irving was one of the ones that started that. Mm-hmm. And normally before he went to every arena, they would give him like gifts and people would say things about him. And <laughs> the they kind of did it with Kobe. No, for real. Like, you know, and they was doing it with Kobe. And right, Kobe, right, right. he stopped it because he was like everywhere, you know, Jordan gave him like a whole shoe collection. Mm-hmm. Other people was just giving him things. I think signed stuff from like, you know, when he played New York, he got something from like Derek Jeter. So they want to appreciate the legends. Right, right, and right. I can see it for someone like Kobe. You know, Kobe mm-hmm. is a lot of you know, younger he's players legendary. now. Yeah, he's, he's legendary. Legendary. I think D Wade was up there, but I don't. I don't know if he's hit that status. Like, I think you right. need to be like an icon top player. Kobe, the media, a lot of people like to hate on him, but if you think it's ten basketball players better, than him, we can just agree he's top ten. Oh, yeah. I would say oh, one yeah. of the ten oh, greatest yeah. I've ever seen. So, those type of players needed. And the whole thing, though, I'm thinking with Carmelo, like people want to see him out, but it does get kind of cheesy you get what i'm saying yeah, yeah. i think you just want to find a way to appreciate the player you get what i'm saying yeah just have a balance of that just appreciating the player his last season but the extraness of it you know what i'm saying just like i said you with everybody taking your jersey off smiling and you choosing people with your jersey and the whole this is his last game at this stadium and it was, I, <laughs> I, I get it i get it but to me it just seems it just seemed a little extra it's like yeah this is my last season man and just Go through the. I'm, I don't know. I can't tell you how to enjoy your retirement season. You know what I'm saying? I can't tell you how to enjoy that. But I don't know. For me, I'm not one to, to talk about how you should do do things. But to me, it just seemed a little just. Ugh, it ugh. was I for you say, for you to ask for it. For I would you to say ask this. For it. I think capture the iconic moments, like when he played his last game against Braun. That was dope. And it right, was crazy. Right. They both had the same amount of wins against each other, mm-hmm. and it came down to the last shot. Like, that was a moment for mm-hmm. me. But, but come on, bro. Don't be out here giving jerseys to Emmanuel Moody. I think he turned <laughs> him down. But it was like somebody else got a random jersey. Like, it was like, it was and terrible. To, to me, like, it seemed like it cheapens that because if you want, if you want some like real value, like maybe throughout the whole season, D Wade, maybe give your jersey to maybe two or three people. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, and, and then somebody Brian like, damn, like, got I one. got this jersey. This is only one of three yeah. that, you know what I'm saying? In his last hurrah, like, and then somebody be like, oh, somebody have to say, that's one of the last three. Yeah, he, get it with like yeah, the legends. He, like, so Brian, like, pretty much the banana, uh, banana go, uh, boat, guys. <laughs> I'm a little afflicted today. So it should have definitely been Brian, you know, CP3. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave his last jersey to Melo. Right, that's why right. I say it was a sad look because Melo didn't have a team. <laughs> you know, those guys should get one. Hampton and Dirk definitely should have exchanged one right, going right. at it in the finals. But um, bring it full back circle to just Melo. Like, do you think he deserves a shot? And do you think do you think he will eventually play back in the league? I think it's all about communication mm-hmm. and how he communicated to us. Yes. It seems like, okay, I understand. I can see your situation and we can move from there. Now, if he could communicate the same feelings to a NBA executive or owner or GM, whoever, look, man, I still, I ain't got a full tank. I got, I got five eights, like a little bit more than full. I can give y'all a good season. I come off the bench. I can help. I might be, I won't give y'all 28 like I used to. Might be able to give y'all a hot 14, 15, maybe 16. Try to help. Like he said, he's going to be there to motivate inspire 
the whole nine. So most definitely Melo deserves a shot. If he's still in shape, if he still has some life in those legs, if if Melo Hoodie comes out, most definitely he should be on somebody's team. Some out of fifteen people, I'm, somebody's team he should be on. But I think the, he has to communicate that to the to the people that he wants to play. I think it's easy to say that. And I look at two situations. I mean, two different players. Mm-hmm. So you look at someone like Paul Pierce. He was a star, right? But kind of later in his career when he was playing with Brooklyn, he went to play with Washington. Right. He just became like one of those guys that man coming and off he the did bench. Play Washington. Yeah. And Ooh. he almost won that playoff uh, series against, <laughs> uh, I think, Indiana. Oh. But then he even, you know, rode the bench with the Clippers. He was just mm-hmm. someone who just wanted to be around. Right. You get what I'm saying? And this was a guy who was a star finals MVP. Mm-hmm. But now you then, like I said, you look a little bit later, someone like Tracy McGrady. Remember, he kind of was coming back from those injuries. People probably don't even remember his days he played with the Knicks, mm-hmm. the Pistons. Right, right. But it was an opportunity for him to try to play with the Bulls. <laughs> and his problem was, in his mind, he was still Tracy McGrady. And right, he like, right. I'm, st- I'm trying to start. My, my, my mentality is to go in there and start. Mm-hmm. But so I think the worst thing, is sometimes to be an aging superstar. Yeah. And that's why yeah. Kobe said it. He said, I'm sorry. I'm not the type of player yeah. that's just going to hang around and average 15 points. Right. <laughs> you know, come off the bench. The moment right. I feel like I'm not that guy that can get you Give 20. 27 and yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> and he walked out. And I'm just walked saying, Melo, yeah. he can say he wants to do that. I could stand in the corner and want to shoot threes. But what's going to happen when you catch it at the elbow and want to do your ISO like? You got to think. You've been great your whole life. Mm-hmm. You've been putting up probably 30 points a game since you was 12. In your mind, you still that person. Oh, yeah. But your body. Oh, yeah. And the way the game is played now, it's not so much ISO. It's fluidity. It's space. Mm-hmm. Then you got to check people on defense, too. Yes. You will be that guy that's getting picked on. Yeah. So it's like. There'll be no Zion posters Do you here. fit the game? And I still think. He can stand. I think he can st- stand in the corner. He'll uh, shoot some threes, be a good player. But it's just, is he willing to accept that role? Can I, he be like that Andre Iguodala role? I might only play twelve minutes. I mean, you know, during the regular season, right? Turn it up during the playoffs. If he, if he's willing to, most definitely. Reason why I say that he deserves to be on the squad for this person and this person alone. If Vince Carter can still be in the league, mm-hmm. Melo can be in the league too. Yes. Vince Carter is still in the league because I don't know. I, to be honest, with you, I don't know what Vince is really giving. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what Vince is really giving to a team out here. Like, like, all right, he's gonna give you a couple of buckets, but he he's not no real game changer. He ain't the old Vince. And that's just crazy. Vince is forty two. Yeah, and he wants to have his last season. And they, the Hawks already said we reserve a spot for you. Mm-hmm. So Vince has a guaranteed spot over Carmelo. That's crazy. And like. And it's it's crazy because I just assume that maybe Braun would want to play with him. You get what I'm saying? That's his guy. But Stephen guess- A was was talking about that on first take too. But I, I mentioned Braun a lot. Yeah, and I, I thought it would just be a no brainer. You know, even Braun he tried to work with D Wade in Cleveland. It mm-hmm. didn't work. You know, and he was worked it out so he get traded back to Miami. Right. But I at least think, man, someone can give Melo somebody. Trouble. But let's just talk somebody. about. I also want to touch on some other things in the interview where he talked about, and it's no secret, everyone knew it was supposed to be D-Wade, LeBron, and Carmelo. They were supposed to be the three that signed together. 
But Carmelo was the one. He said, you know where he come from. You don't turn down money. Mm. He made sure he always <laughs> get the most on each deal. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he wanted to guarantee $80 million as okay. opposed to the $48 million for three years that those guys signed for. Right. But I think you also look at it, too. D-Wade had the success of winning a championship in 06, and LeBron is an icon. So I'm thinking, I can kind of see why he like you don't turn down the money. But he also said he kind of didn't gauge how the league was going and all this player empowerment was having. So one, I just got a question. How do you think his career turns out if he do that? Or should he be faulted for not taking that three-year deal and trying to team up? Because it's like weird. People want to have – you can't have it both ways. You can't mm-hmm. say, oh, Carmelo, you ways. terrible for not taking that deal and trying to team up with your guys and then hate on Kevin Durant. Even though it's extra stuff, they go into the team that beat you. But both – you get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It's still that thin line. So – I mean, nowadays, everybody keeps saying this, and they trying to make this the new norm, but secure the bag. For sure. And he was doing that before that term got ex- as popular as it has. So he was back then securing the bag. He said he felt most conf- confident, and he said the New York Knicks was going to give him a team to put a team around him. So, I mean, if you hear that mixed with, I'm the star of the New York Knicks, I'm in the basketball mecca, Playing in the Madison Square Gardens every day. I'm living in what, Manhattan or wherever. I'm living. I'm in the best city. Well, if, I mean, if you want to say New York's the best city, but best city, mm-hmm. the basketball world. It definitely has an aura. And, 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 and you're paying me, and I'm the star of this team. And I mean, I, I don't. I can't fault my man for that. And I think, like I said, I've been critical of Melo, but we got to be realistic too. He never really had that team. He never, no, yeah. He had that one season. One season in Denver. No, but yeah, he went to the conference finals, but he also had that one season with New York. They went crazy mm-hmm. with the threes. I think they lost to Indiana in the second round. And that was the year that they were supposed to meet the Heat in the conference finals. I think they were a two or three seed. Mm-hmm. So you had that. But I'm thinking, I still think sometimes he gets unfairly criticized. He does. Because like I'm saying, when did he kind of have that? Bonafide second superstar. It was supposed to be Amari, but Amari got injured. You get what I'm saying? Denver, he had a good team around him, and he probably should have stayed there. Mm-hmm. You think that that team was solid? Ken Martin, Chauncey, Chauncey Jr. Yeah, but like I say, but now you had Ivo with him for a minute too. Yeah, they both was averaging 26. Yeah. So you look at it though. I think kind of the problem too is you want to be branded now, and everyone want to kind of get to the bigger cities. And that kind of just harp, you know, I think it just messed him up. They gave up too much in that trade with him going there, but he mm-hmm. wanted to go to, like I say, he had to secure that bag, make secure sure he get bag. there so he can get the extension and not sign in the offseason. Melo somewhat, he always secured the bag, but in him doing the quest he, to do he that. He secure enough wins, though. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, because the moment he gets <laughs> traded there, New York is a, is a seventh seed. You get what I'm saying? They gave up yeah. the team that was supposed to appeal and be around you. Right, That right. team was solid. Yes. You mean to tell me if you can get Carmelo with Gallinari at that time, with Amari, hopefully, if he's not injured, mm. just that St- Wilson Chandler, that team that he could have had around him. At that time, at they could have made some they, noise. They could have made, some, made noise, some noise. But they traded all three of them for Melo. Right. And now you go in there, and then you get caught up in the Lynn Sanity crap. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, it's just crazy how, oh. like, someone's career – could just change in an instant. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And, to, and to your point, they never put a team around him. Yeah. And historically, with the exception of, I'll say, the Pistons, mm-hmm. 
because they didn't have a superstar in their squad. Crazy Pistons. So right. Magic's <laughs> career wouldn't go there. But right. keep going. Uh, with the exception of, I would say, the Dallas Mavericks who beat the Heat. They had Dirk, but they had like a lot of, they didn't have another superstar. They had, they had a like, good they, team. They had a good team. I want to call Jay Kidd a superstar because he was old at that time. What if, they had people that played but, that role. But it, you had Jason Terry. Terry. Then you had Sean, Sean Marion. And then Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler protecting the rim. They, they had a very good team, the but they didn't, have a, second, they didn't have a second superstar. So historically, you pretty much need at least two superstars if you're talking about winning this championship. Or just people who or play if you defined have role. A, or a solid team who has defined roles we know what you're gonna do it's just a well-oiled machine if you don't have that superstar you kind of saw well that oiled. this year with toronto it was Even like with toronto got... toronto is another one yeah it has to be well oiled mm-hmm. they were so well oiled i can't i can't remember the stats off the top of my head but they said Kawhi didn't in the games that he didn't play they still won like 70 percent of them yeah they didn't fall off without him they still were a well-oiled machine to your point people knew their roles and they put their roles together the coach they had a system, they had the team, they put it together, and they won games. But it is a rarity. So I do feel bad for Melo in that situation mm-hmm. because if you don't have a well-oiled machine, you got to have you a superstar. Yes. And still a well-oiled machine behind and that and a system weird. behind that. And like I said, it's weird because you look at Melo's talent. It's up there with anyone. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, I didn't know – I knew somewhat a little bit about LeBron, but seeing just what Melo did right. at Syracuse, that was, I thought, oh, I'm like, oh, that's the number gosh. one pick, man. He, he I, was just as good. I would never forget he, one of his first games. Mm-hmm. It was like, look at this freshman. And, yes. he, and he was out here just killing them at Syracuse. And I swear to God, I'm like, this team is going to win the NCAA championship. Yeah. I don't think I've ever picked the championship <laughs> since then. I'm, I might be old for another uh, 17 all the way to there, but I knew they were going to win. You don't know. Just how, looking at Melo alone. You don't know how hurt I was watching that because, and I'm sorry, we just doing the whole referendum on just Carmelo. Hopefully it's not the end. But it better not be. This is the time to just share these moments, but I remember watching that because I'm big into college basketball, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite teams that I like was that Kansas team. It had Kirk Heinrich, mm-hmm. and it also had um, what's my man's played at OKC, Nick Nick Collison. Nick Collison. It had Aaron Miles at this one cat, Keith Langford. But that year before in '02, they had Drew Gooden. Remember? Uh, yeah. So yeah, I yeah. wanted them to win. I think they lost in the Final Four to maybe uh, Juan Dixon, Maryland. Maryland team. team. And uh, white boys was Steve Blake. Steve yeah, Blake was there. Yeah, yeah. Ma- Maryland won the championship. Yep. So that next year, I'm like, okay, Kansas should win it. They ran through the tournament. Uh, Marquette, remember D Wade mm-hmm. made his run to the Final yep. Four. They beat the shit out of Marquette. Yeah. They beat them by like 40 in the Final Four. Mm. And so Carmelo and them, they still was kind of like on that. They were a three seed, but they kind of beat uh, another team that was the favorite that year. They beat Oklahoma. And then they go around and beat Texas, TJ Ford. Remember, TJ he was the Ford, man yeah, young point guard. And Carmelo went crazy. He had like mm-hmm. 33 and 15 yeah, in that freshman. Final, yeah, in that final four. Freshman. In that final four game. So I'm like, all right, this team got seniors. They're not about to lose to no freshmen. Right. They lost to that freshman. <laughs> Carmelo went off. Hakeem Ward had the block. Yeah. It was crazy. That's probably the one of the best team Carmelo played on, man. Right. Everybody right, had right. their roles and they had that talent. Yeah. And, and, and unfortunately, he never had that chance. And, in the and league. out there, it didn't look like he was working hard to get his points. That was the, that was the thing that got me. It, it looked like it was so smooth. Thank you. It was so smooth. I'm like, man, this this guy. Who is who is this young dude? And that's what I'm saying. Like. 
people has to really appreciate how skilled he is with the ball. He was hitting you with that jab step, mm-hmm. and the jump shot was so smooth. It was butter. Remember, and the one thing was crazy because Carmelo never really just dunk it. He had just jumped it, then <laughs> just dropped the ball right. in. And I was just like, man, like, you look at this guy, and it's like, man, why is it not happening in the league? But also what people forget to realize is in the West, the West was stacked. This West is always stacked. He's playing. West is always stacked. So you got to look at it like this. You're running into the Spurs, which was a dynasty at that time. Mm-hmm. Then you mess around and run into Kobe. Kobe finally gets Paul out. So it's like we have to also look at the teams he lost to when he was out West. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that was getting me. Now, the only thing I do fault him for is the East, man. It's like. Come on, uh, yeah, that was. You should at least be able man. to get a three, four seed consistently. You, sh- in you the should be East, knocking man. on at least the second round of the playoffs Thank every you. year. Thank you, at and, least second round. And those guys just kept running into seven seeds, and like I said, a lot of it was injuries, some weird stuff. Knicks is historically known for giving out bad contracts, or guys do finally get the bag for them and they and turn they get terrible. Hurt. Yeah, and they, get, they hurt. get hurt. Allen Houston, like I said, Stoudemire. Um, even uh, the the draft pick they just traded, the uh, tall Porzingis. Uh, Porzingis, he, yeah. I mean, everybody just gets hurt. Man, it's wondering what's happening there. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't know, man. Is it Spike Lee or something? I don't man? know, I don't man. Know what's going man, on they, in they New York? Haunted. They sold them souls for them rings in the seventies. Damn, man. I don't know, man. Tough. And then just last on Carmelo, just look at his impact that he had with Team USA. He was oh, kind of yeah. like. You know, they talk about that stretch four at the time. Mm-hmm. He was like that perfect stretch four. Yes, he was. Watching yeah. what he did with Team USA, and I said, now, of course, it's the best basketball players in the world. Right. But it just looked like that whole Olympic thing was just set for him. And I remember watching, they actually had lost this year. This was like 06 World Championships. Mm-hmm. And it was like D-Wade, it was Gilbert Arenas, it was LeBron. And they lost to Greece in the 06 World Championship. This was right before they got the Redeem team. And Carmelo was the only one balling. He had like 35 and a loss. Right. <laughs> and right. he was like, just give me the ball. He was taking over. But they couldn't stop a pick and roll. The next year, everybody mm-hmm. was like, all right, Kobe and everybody came. Yeah, they was like, look, we're not, yeah, we not, no we not, we not about to lose no pick and roll. <laughs> and so Carmelo was the best player on that team. But then he even came with Kobe team and came off the bench and was still just mm-hmm. as effective. 38 points, man, in 14 minutes. <laughs> that's just somebody that's just – you could tell they was just – Blessed to put yeah. the ball in the hole. That's, that's all I'm here to do, coach. Yeah, just whatever you need. Just know this ball is getting filled up. Get, get buckets, baby. And, and oh man, please don't be the infamelo, man. You know, we have to talk <laughs> about you, man. And I hope everything work out. You a legend. Well, I'll just say that you a good player. We can't put legends on everyone. But you shouldn't have to go on TV and politic for a job, man. They, nah, that's, they that's, making that's, you on a Colin Kaepernick type uh, thing, man. I swear, I swear to God, I was <laughs> thinking real? about that. I was thinking about the same I, thing. I was, I was literally thinking about like he's getting blackballed from, but from he, the league. Dude, like, but he didn't wasn't. Hoop. That's that's it. Well, I'm like, no protest, nothing, man. So I don't know, Melo. You did something, man. They so, got it. What, what so what do, you, what do you think it could be that nobody wants to pick him up? What what's what's the issue? See, I think sometimes he did say something. I think these writers and sometimes basketball has become too nerdy with these stats. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, is he going to fit into the pace and space? And three is worth more than two type thing, even though we just seen Kawhi light up the playoffs with the the, the Mm mid-range. You get what I'm saying? 
And I think you hear all these stories and these people get the media get on the same page. So now everybody's saying, oh, the game is past Melo. The game is past Melo. The game is past Melo. How is it? Has it passed Kawhi? Because he doesn't shoot a lot of threes. Right. And then you get branded as a ball stopper. It's like, at least give the man a chance to work it out. Like, people don't realize he only played 10 games in Houston. That's it. Only 10 games. That's it. And they just decided he was terrible. And I'm like. That's kind of sad, the story that he told, too. Yeah, man. Like, he wanted to work it out. And then, yeah, that's why I said. After that, I was like, man, I talk about you, Carmelo, but you don't deserve that. Nah. That's just disrespectful. Like I said, it got to be more to it that's than that. That's what I'm saying, It man. can't be you that you're working somebody hard. on a deal, man. And then somebody's saying, well, yeah, man. He said he looking at his name not even on the board. Like, damn, I am. I do deserve that respect. And man. I want to put everybody in the pisses, but I know we can use them, man. Come on, now. <laughs> Pistons can use me and you. Thank you. So I'm like, <laughs> we can't get away. I'm like, like Orlando, none of, y'all got a million small forwards. None of them can shoot. Like, y- Carmelo just can't play anywhere, man. Nowhere. And I know he wants to play with a contender. I think they're talking about he reached out to the Lakers and to the Clippers. But, man, you shouldn't have to beg, man. So, Carmelo, man, I'm, come back. I know you're doing it. You got your other outside <laughs> stuff going on with Lala, it's man. So, so Maybe it, he getting burned by that karma, <laughs> oh, man. That's probably what doesn't happen. He, he getting burned and he getting burned. <laughs> God damn, fellow. Man. <laughs> it's that, a hot summer. Lala made some calls or something, man. He should never got caught on that boat, I man. know, man. He, 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 he didn't think there's going to be no photos out there by that boat. He, I'm telling you, you're going to see him next. He's going to be out there like Braun, man. His son balling. I saw one little clip. His son came through with a clutch. Right. Hey, so, all right. To talk about this. Thank you. Yeah, we can transition this. to that, man. What do you think about Jason Whitlock's comments about that? Did you did you hear that? Jason Whitlock, he was going ham on LeBron for for celebrating his sons oh. in, in that in that viral clip that went that that clip that went viral about his son throwing the alley oop. You know, they dunking it. And he's jumping up and down, lost his shoe. Thank you. So I think a lot of it is. It's sometimes we too extra when it comes to LeBron because even Rick Buecher was talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. So these are my two points, and I let you have it for. LeBron doesn't have to do anything for attention. This is a guy that has been famous since he was seventeen. You get what I'm saying? It's a long time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So to make it look like oh he's trying to overshadow his son, mm. be honest. What we be talking about this team? If LeBron's son wasn't on the team no. or if he wasn't at the game, do you know who is the number one rated prospect for high school right now? Do I personally? No, I don't. Okay, thank you. I'm glad you said that. So the number one player right now, regardless of class, and it's, we just say it's been debated because some mm. people always have different opinions. The kid is from Michigan. He I knew that. Bates. I knew that. No, I'm just fucking with you. No, I'm saying that. But he's, the one, he's <laughs> no, number one for no, his right, class. Right. But I'm saying he, and his class is 2022. Mm-hmm. But they said of all high school players, this seniors, juniors, sophomores, freshmen, all included, Imani is number one. Wow. And we haven't – no one has done a segment on him this whole summer. Nope. You get what I'm saying? I, and I, I, remember, Shane, I remember Shane mentioned him when yeah, he was we here. we talked about and Shane. And that's the first time I really got hip to him. But, but Shane is in the know. He's right, an right, AAU yeah, coach. Right. You get what I'm saying? And that's the only reason how I happened to find so out. So what I'm saying is we're discussing LeBron, this high school team specifically mm-hmm. because of LeBron's LeBron. tie to him. Right. The last fam- two famous high school players was who? You would I say LaMelo and Zion, right? LaMelo and Zion. But we knew LaMelo because of LaVar. 
mm-hmm. and Lonzo. We know Zion because of the you know the mixtape took off. So what I'm saying is, one LeBron is getting them this spotlight because one his son is on the team, right? And he's at the games and he's active. That's the one thing that I say. That was my two points. Mm-hmm. LeBron has always been famous. He doesn't need to do anything for attention. Whatever right. he does is going to get attention. They was hating on him, talking about we getting Jewish money, everything is kosher, and they hated on that. <laughs> right. So whatever he say, he's going to get attention. They right. didn't turn the damn Taco Tuesday, the corny shit. <laughs> they they featuring that on ESPN. Right, Anything right, LeBron right. do, he's going to be famous. Mm-hmm. And then, like I say, secondly, we wouldn't even we're not even talking about the best high school prospect. Mm-hmm. So the the fact that these kids, you don't think these kids are happy that they're seeing their damn highlight on uh right ESPN? Right. Yeah. yeah, they Most probably definitely. going crazy. And the kids came out like we assuming that they think it's bad. They said they right. like it. They said LeBron, that's big, bro. Like mm-hmm. yeah, we respect that. We gonna miss this. We like doing that. So how can we just assume and put our opinions onto how their kids are feeling? Mm-hmm. If his son came out and was like, yeah, dad, it's kind of corny. I think we had that conversation, and man to man, he would tone it down. Right, you get right, what I'm right, saying. Right, you know, right. you a father, like man, so, let my son do something crazy in the game, man. My son, I think he was five playing basketball and did a crossover, and I was going crazy. <laughs> you think I'm not gonna run on the court if I right. see that alley oop, man? So, get out of here. so in my upbringing, I played baseball, mm-hmm. and in all fairness, I don't, I don't brag or anything, but I was I was very good at baseball growing up. My little league, little league, Southfield little league years, I was a beast growing up. <laughs> And I was only to the help of my brother. I had all men in my family. My yeah. brothers, they all played. My father was a baseball right. player. Shortstop. So, you know, I'm, I'm playing with my Shout brother. Shout out to uh, Highland Park. I was, my brother's 10 years older than me. I'm playing with him. So when I played baseball, I was actually very good growing up. Mm-hmm. And my whole family came out. My mother, my father, my grandmother. Thank you. My <laughs> uncle and my grandfather. They, they came out to support me. And, and, I, I, and, and that's love. And, and if, if people come out to support you. That that is just love, and then I was out there doing the damn thing, and, and I'm not gonna hold you up to a degree because I don't. It's it's some family. There's a lot of families out there. Whenever their kid did well, but I kind of had a little bit of the little extra family and whatnot. I, I can hear. I get a a, a double. Mm-hmm. I can hear. I can hear my mama. I'm on second base. That's my boy. That's why I'm looking like mom. Calm but down. parents gonna but, do but that. parents Thank are you. gonna do that. I, I but I I, I understood it. it Slight. Like, I would say I was. Realistically, I was about thirty percent embarrassed, but seventy seventy percent proud. Thank you. It was, I was more yeah, proud. Thanks. I was like, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, appreciate you, mama. Come on, come on, come on. But in reality, I'm happy that they they out there, you know, what I'm saying, supporting me and doing everything. They didn't obviously you're not about to run on the baseball Thank field. Yeah. I get that, you know. It, it's it's at the little that game. was a little that, extra. That but might have been a little extra, though. but, but you know, thing, but it was yeah. it was a hell of a play. My Thank man did a. a Alley between, between the, the legs, legs. and you know what I'm saying? You finish it and you all the high. I get that part. You and your LeBron. Nobody's gonna stop you from doing that. But I mean, it's so many kids out here don't even have their fathers in their and lives. That's what one of the kids say. He was like, My dad's yeah. gonna come to the game. But look at it like this. Like it was one moment, crazy, like within that same weekend, his son almost dunked on somebody. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. whole gym went crazy. Mm-hmm. And the crazy part is that's how I know his mom is a basketball mom. His mom had to get up and yeah. walk around like, like oh, oh like he like, almost caught a body. Yeah, you, 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 know get, you, get, you get that type of experience yeah. like, oh, wow. It almost – everybody can realize that. And, then you know, when you get that support. Like, how, how can you – how can Jason Whitlock say, hey, man, you need to sit down and – And you're not even what? a dad yeah, yourself. Right, you're not even a parent man, yourself. Man, I took my son to his first football, flag football practice last week. 
He was the worst thing out there, but I'm out there cheering his ass off. Yeah. I'm like, go ahead, son. They over there flipping the tires over. He, now, he could do that. He's strong and everything. He couldn't run, but I'm cheering his ass. I'm out there just just going crazy for for for, for you dude. You get some type of fulfillment. And, like, you know, it's no secret. I always talking about it. My kids, they, my boys, they haven't uh, gravitated to sports like I wanted them to. But I'm not that asshole parent mm-hmm. that's going to, um, you know, force it on them. But my son, uh, Otis... He was able to play football, and fortunately, this time he was able to get on a good team. Right. So you know he playing pop, uh, pop Warner. I think you mandatory got to get at least eight plays. So <laughs> he'd be out there with the stars right. and running around, barely tackling people. Mm-hmm. But he was happy, like, Dad, yeah, did you yeah, see? Yeah, right. I grabbed him. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> get out there. Get him. Yeah. Be a part of something. And, and that's that support. Like I was Thank saying, you. like as good out, good as good as I was in little league. I can only imagine now, like, man, if I, the, the good things that I did, and then, you know, sometimes your ego might cut, you know, kick in yeah. a little bit. Even if you're a little league, you standing on second base, you'd hit a double. I couldn't imagine now I hit a double and it was a hell of a hit and I turn around and it's just quiet. Yeah. I don't, I don't hear nobody saying, you know, the, the people that would support bro. In, in my, in my circle, Look of at people, it like this, bro. and nobody was saying anything, or it was not even there. I would be hurt. But I'm just saying, though, bro, it's people out here that go crazy and cheer for people that's not related to them. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Mm. I'm a Steph Curry and Kobe Bryant fan, mm-hmm. and I go crazy when they score. Right. So my son or his team is doing something, right. and you think that's not going to be amplified? Pete. Bro, my son, they won the championship, and I say his team won. He didn't contribute a lot, but we ran on that field. Yeah. Like, yeah. we all won we that all, chip, we all, Oh, we all, all won. Parents. Yeah, yeah we I took mean, him to the that, practice. Yeah. They you don't tell him the water we You bought buy all them the goddamn Capri Suns and everything. You, you know, the family got to come with the— a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Well, I would have a problem— if Brown is out here arguing with the refs. Oh, right, right. Or if he's right. trying to coach. Now, one, he's a great basketball player, so they're going to want him in the huddle. Mm-hmm. But if he out here coaching from the stands, because I done seen the arrogant, ignorant parents that want to coach from the stands mm-hmm. and they want to tell you how to do stuff. If he's doing that, I'd be like, all right, bro, you're the helicopter. I've, I've, I've even seen him do a little bit of it. But yeah. when he was doing it, it was all encouragement, though. Yeah. It wasn't like, okay, yeah, this is right here. It was like, don't worry about it. That was a bad, you know, you made better passes. Mm-hmm. You made better passes. You're going to make a better pass next time. You're going to grab that rebound. Anything that he did say from the sideline was all encouragement. It didn't deter or step in from what the coach or however their system is already developed. He just giving words of encouragement of, as a regular and, parent. And then the other thing they tripped on was the layup line stuff. So put it like this. Uh, you said you played. But I'm saying this. You played baseball, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me if you went bad in practice, and let's just say Ken Griffey's son was on your team at that time. I'm not you much older than him. But Ken Griffey wanted to come out and take some swings, bro. You not going to go crazy? Man, I'm about to be you about first. To be excited. I'm about to be like, man, I want, I want to see this. Man, Matt Stafford Firsthand. came – when our kids won the championship, he sponsored the center that they was playing for, uh, they say, out on uh, Seven Mile Van Dyke area. Mm-hmm. And he was throwing those kids' passes in practice. Now, granted, it's practice. Now, football is a little bit more sacred. You're not going to let no one take warm-up reps away from your team on right, game day. Right, right, But you've right. seen how lax AAU is. You're playing more than one game a day. Mm-hmm. Them layup lines only like two, three minutes. Right. This whole gym just got to see one of the top – Three top five greatest wherever he in my top three top two of all time dunk and do on an expedi- yeah. a exhibition like that 
Yeah. And you mean to tell me people have a problem have with a problem with that? Slow news week. You don't have nothing to talk about. Leave <laughs> Brown alone, man. Quit it's, making up these crazy topics, man. I and it just come off. That's what just turned me off from media. Y'all just talk just to talk. You want to drum up stories over something like that don't matter. Like I'm saying, LeBron has been is one of the most famous athletes of all time. He mm-hmm. has a billion-dollar contract. He doesn't have to steal any shine from any person. No bro. one. No one at all. No Man. one at all. It's, 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 cra- it's kind of crazy because I kind of want to see other NBA fathers yeah. doing that too. Like Kobe's kind of chill. I'm like, man, go out there, Kobe. And- but he's coaching his daughter's yeah. team. Yeah. And you're starting to see yeah. her get some buzz. And it's, it's I, I just I just don't get it, man. For somebody to criticize, like you said, it just has to be a And slow it's crazy because Rick Buecher, you know, the white guy, I'm not talking about because he's white, but he um, – was coming out and say he had a problem with it because he's like, I took that, you took that moment away from that kid. And one of the parents he brought up was Matt Barnes. He was like, yeah, Matt Barnes, I've seen him at tournaments where his son was lighting it up and he was crazy going, and he was reserved. He didn't take that moment from his son. One, Matt Barnes is not a superstar, even though he is an NBA player. Mm-hmm. But even Matt Barnes came out and defended LeBron. Man. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, he's yeah. a father and he's an active father. Man, it, it, father, father, it's your son. It's like, thank you. You're, you're excited. Like, oh my gosh, this is my, this, you know what? Like, like, like my homeboy Illa at my job say, hey, this is what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. So, what are you here for? You're here to literally see your son ball. Obviously, you want to see the team win, but obviously you wouldn't be there if your son wasn't on the team. So if your son does something exciting, and not only not only you, but the whole gym goes the whole t- crazy. Gym went crazy. And then you go crazy too, and it just happens to be that you're LeBron James, and then you want to get pissed off about that? Like it wouldn't have been no news if that was my son. I would have went on the court. Oh my gosh! You. you know, did a little little and shoulder high jump and whatnot. Stuff. Man, I, I can't wait to do some crazy stuff with my kids, man. man when they go, kids, when they kill it, when they kill it out there. I done seen kids get dunked on. I was at one tournament. It was crazy, and it was actually a game winning play. Oh, this guy went, caught it, went baseline, game winning dunk, dunked on my man's and broke the backboard. <laughs> Bro, the whole gym went crazy, bro. Man, we ran on that court, bro. Get oh, out of here. I would have picked the rim up. And I didn't even know, dude. <laughs> I would have like, put the rim around his neck like it was a yeah, gold chain or something you. like that. Like, damn, baby, like how I said, you do it? They acted like I would have called LeBron a clout chaser or a tension whore. Let's say Imani and maybe the number one and two prospect plan. Mm-hmm. And they d- do something crazy and you want to run on the court and do all that. Right. Okay, right. yeah. I'll be like, all right, LeBron, you extra. But it's your son, man. Get out of here. Quit <laughs> tripping on people <laughs> That's who take care of their kids. Yeah, man. man, then you would trip on the next person talking about they don't support their kids. They don't kid support their kids and they haven't been there. Yeah. Y'all like, trying to pick up you know, man, you're a parent. He, parent is trial and error and there's no perfect system, but to try to make us Pick and choose the way it's supposed to be out here. Just, just, no. a, just imagine if LeBron was was there, and his son did something like that, and LeBron just did a little mm-hmm. golf clap, or just looked at him, came out like, "Yes, what you just, supposed to do? You got my like, name." That was that was that was good. Then you look like, "Damn, LeBron, that's all the energy you gonna show for you? That was a hell of a you. You can't you can't pick and choose how you want somebody to celebrate, man. His son did a hell of a play. It went viral. He went viral. He came out his shoes. He was so happy. Man, <laughs> so, so leave, leave LeBron alone, man. I, I don't, you know, Jason Whitlock. He already on my shit list. I call him Jason Shitlock. Man. Oh, I man, can't. He's so, extra. so I, I, yeah, I, I can't. I can't deal with him, man. Him 
and Skip Bayless, they're on that whole, I'm going to just go left just for the hell of it. And it's like yeah, some reasons you yeah, don't have hot, to. They, they do it for the hot takes, man. Yeah, you they have do, to. They do, they and do they, they in that takes. business. They got Super hot takes. It ain't just no hot takes. It's like, come on, But really? that's why I'm going to keep watching y'all clips really? on YouTube under the fake channel names and not give y'all no real views because y'all cornballs out here. Right. Um, what else you been dealing with this week? Uh, I've been on that... Uh, what you been doing music-wise? What you been listening to? You know what's crazy? I seen something that came. I seen something on Twitter. Uh-huh. I'm pretty much on Twitter. Um, A. Hayes, 2-4, mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um, that Astroworld just came out like a, a year ago, like this mm-hmm. weekend, and I'm still bumping that to this day. You bumping that? I'm still Astroworld bumping. Astroworld was dope. Travis Scott, that, that Astroworld. And I don't, I think I've only been to maybe, see, concert. I've been to maybe four, three, four concerts to the most. My wife was like, "Man, we going to this Astro World." I said, "Bet." Man. Went to LCA down there. It was that concert was off the hook. I still bump Astro World to this day. I could really listen to that from beginning to end, all the way through. I can listen to that album, and I'm I go to the gym, work out. I listen to Astro World, man. And it's weird you say that because this whole like we talk about microwave society, mm-hmm. everything is mass, everything comes quick. You listen to an album might be only two weeks. Right. You get right, what I'm saying? Right. And then you on to that next project. So uh, for me, actually, it's weird. Um, one of my favorite artists, it's no secret, I've put it up here, is Drake. And Drake just uh, dropped the compilation album. I got to check that the... out. I got to check that out. So what's it, what's it called? Care, Patches, Care, Care Package. So Care if you look Package? at okay. it, I don't okay. know if you're familiar, if you're a Drake mm-hmm. fan or not. But pretty he, has much... same, he has the exact same birthday as me. Oh, man, that's yeah, crazy. 1024, baby. Oh, man. So I fucks with that OVO. I fucks with it. So what it is is, and it, the nostalgia that hit for a lot of people in my age group is um a lot of these songs range from like 2011, 2010, all the way up to like 2015 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are songs. How that many tracks are on there? It's seventeen. Oh, so it's 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 plenty. So what it is is these are songs that have been released before, but they was like on SoundCloud, and I think they oh, never yeah? made the album because like they had to for like sampling clearance. Uh-huh. So it finally got cleared, and he put them all on one like okay. it's a compilation album. So just to listen, that's why I say I like music because you can listen to a song. And it takes you back to those moments right. of when you first heard it. Yeah. So I'm listening. I'm like on the damn. You start reminiscing like a man. Mother, huh? Time thing. I'm like, dang. I'm back in senior year in college, junior mm-hmm. year, and all those thoughts you got going on. A lot of times you thinking when you was in the whip going Thank somewhere, you, you float, going through something, you floating. You just got your mind on whatever you're going to your next yeah. destination, and you and you throw. So you got to throw something in the. And you got to put something on while you're riding. And that's just part of the reasons why I have Drake so high in my list. Like I said, people get into the rap, all that. I just like the music and, and the, the tone and the melody and, every, and the lyrics that come with it. But for someone to just keep being ahead of the wave, it's no telling how many artists can try to jump on this wave and get these little somewhat lost tracks and make a compilation. Because you know how many times I want to listen to a song and have to go on YouTube. So how hard is that? It seems like it got to be kind of hard because you got to go, like you say, you got to go through the copyrights. You got to clear the samples. Some of these samples are hard to clear. It seems like a lot of people might have some tracks that they never released, but it seems like it. they can't do what Drake has done for some type of reason, either through their You got to have that money too. Or do you have to own, you know what I'm saying? Do you have to own your own publishing rights to some of these or do the... Did a label just own your music and just never release and they might release it 30 years later? Like, oh, I didn't know this ever Some existed. of it, too, though, is it depends on who the artist is. Like, I remember uh, Keith Sweat. 
he did an interview and he was like, man, Drake, can, you know, because Drake calls yeah, himself a light skin. My, so, my, my. He said Drake can look at, he said pretty much Drake can get any song in my catalog. Yeah, I man. remember that. Because just because of that push yeah, you're going to get. He said he was a light skin Keith Sweat. Yeah, but <laughs> let uh, the baby or somebody come and try to get one of these songs. No, nah, right. bro, you're going to have to pay that 200000 yeah. Because I think, and one of the most uh, famous sample cases, I think uh, Diddy doesn't make any money off I'm Missing You. I what? think he has to pay Sting. It's something like I Sting remember got something like about all the, the money, yeah. like all the money for Sting, that song. Sting, like play that record. Yeah, <laughs> I'm missing you too. Yeah, he like he, he gets yeah, he all the money out for on that. that. Uh, Peter Guns, they made a song. He said he'd get no money from that. That one cat stretch money. They uh, remember that song? Take money to make money. What they say amazed? I was like, nah, bro, we ain't clearing that. No, <laughs> make no money. Are you serious? Us. That's the shit too. My man ain't make nothing off of that. Nah, man. So like, take money to make money. Yeah. Yeah, sample we are one. So like I said, but that just lets you know the power and the brand that Drake has. He just seems to be ahead of that wave. And that's why people going to hold him high. You know, a lot of people going to take shots at whoever the top guy is. Mm -hmm. That's whoever is always going to come. No one is going to like you. If that, if, you, <laughs> if someone doesn't like you, that'd be you doing something right. You get what right, I'm saying? Right, so right, they right. always going to have issues with that. But that was just a little vibe I've been on. I've been kind of listening. It dropped like midnight on uh, Friday. I got to so check that out. It. I got to check that. And I heard that um, Rick Ross album comes out Friday. Port of Miami ninth. too. It comes out the ninth. Uh, That's Friday, next right? Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fr- Friday. yeah fr- Friday coming up. Yeah, Friday coming Drake up. Just drop. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's going to. I I I love I love I'm this. Excited, man. I'm glad you. I, I'm, I'm excited about that too because um, next weekend I'm not going to be here. I'm mm-hmm. going to uh, going to Chicago. So we talk about uh, me doing all this sports gambling. I'm going to Chicago to the racetrack. So you got and something I, to ride to. Yeah, and and that's the for me, for me, um, you know, I love to travel. Me too. Love to travel. Especially I, driving. I, yeah, I, I have to get out of the state of Michigan at least two times a year. Yeah. Either just flying or driving. I don't care if it's fucking Cedar Point. I don't care wherever it is. I have to get out of the state of Michigan at least two times of the year. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind driving because like you said, back in the day, we used to drive, we used to, we had a big ass conversion van. We had, and, it's, and it's funny too. I, I be thinking, uh, I be seeing how people be having the TVs. Nah, they had the TVs in the dash, TVs in the uh, in the headrest and yep. everything. Like, man, I had a TV in the conversion van back in 1988 out yeah, here, man. We had the VCR and everything, yep. but you know, what I'm saying we ride out, but it's therapeutic to me just to drive. Yeah, get on, that yeah, mood, man. and then and then put some music on. So it's some new music coming out. Like I said, I'm gonna check out the Drake. It's about four and a half hours to Chicago, so yeah, I'm gonna so listen. listen to a few hours. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna listen to uh, listen to the Rick Ross that's gonna come out. That's gonna be some new fresh stuff, and I'm just gonna just ride out. I mean, I mean, I'm driving in between middle of nowhere. There's nothing that, nothing to do but listen to some and good music. And that's why I like out. that's why I like riding around listening to music because yeah. that's one of the activities. If you being safe out here, you can't do too much other stuff. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you listening to the track at the crib, you either on your phone right. or you're doing some other stuff to yeah. distract you. But when you're driving, when you're, you're driving. doing a long drive, yeah. you really don't have anything, nothing but just to focus yeah. and take that album in. And so that's how I get, get around and and and, some, and, and, some, like and sometimes with, with those situations, when you're riding around, like, like I remember, this is like back in the day when we actually had CDs. Mm-hmm. You pop a new CD in, yeah. and you just riding around listening to it. But the blow thing is like you kind of listening to it, but you don't listen to it. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden you be like, "Damn, that was a cold ass line." Mm-hmm. Then you go, "Man, let me go back to track track six. 
And you look back to track six again, like, oh, okay. And then you kind of get back into it again, like, you know what I'm saying? But it all comes from, like, when you're riding out, listening Thank to some you, things, man. and you hear a little subliminal line, but you think you didn't hear it. You talking to yourself about two minutes later, like, damn, that nigga said he rhymed that with that. That was kind of cool right man, there. Man, and that's crazy because my brother, I have a twin brother, shout out. He was in town um, this weekend. We was just going back listening, you know, talking about the Drake. Because, like mm-hmm. I said, we are some of his huge fans you know, ever since he dropped in, like, 09. And we breaking down these fucking lyrics like they scriptures or something, man. <laughs> like, bro, did you really hear what he said, bro? Right. Like, no, I don't think you really heard him. It is right, like, man, right, we two right. grown ass men that's about to be 30. <laughs> just fanboying over this. What's the name, man? That's why. And one thing is why I say I like this album for people that don't really um, like Drake or mess with him. They say he come off corny or make commercial music. These are tracks that's not like that. These are mm-hmm. tracks that like. The hardcore fans stamped, right, right and was right. like drew us in and made us fans of them. And yeah. this is re- these are the songs we listen to. We not yeah. listening to One Dance and you know Work by Rihanna. We listening <laughs> to these tracks that gave us meaning and Some another substance. and another thing that stands out is we talked about it. You know, a lot of us we got on this wave with Drake twenty one twenty two. So a lot of the content that he was talking about, we didn't live it yet. Right now we in our late twenties, early thirties. We done went through these experiences. Right, so right, now right. the lyrics hit even harder. And now it's like, dang, now I get what you're talking about, mm-hmm. trying to get your success, going through success, and then dealing with this lady you're dealing with. Right, or, dang, right. you screwed her over. You weren't ready <laughs> at that time. It's like, dang, because I done did that now. Right. And now it's like it hits even harder. It means more to you. Yeah, I, re- I remember um, going to uh, Miami, flying down there by my uh, by myself. My brother Chaz Jones down there in Miami. I'm saying, man, I'm coming to the weekend. Come kick it with you. Go down there, fly down there, riding out with him, and he and he sticks sticks a song on, and it was Drake's song. I gotta be unstoppable. Oh yeah, that and was like, on. I've never it was the, on that uh, so mixtape. Yeah, so far gone. And I I didn't never heard that song. My name is Jersey. And and, and to, yeah, yeah, I'm over here looking like what the fuck. I'm over here. and the first time I heard it was when I was in Miami Thank and we you. riding out to this shit and, I'm, and you know coming down here I'm seeing palm trees good ass weather I'm hearing Drake spit to this and so from now on every time I hear that song I think about that whole that moment, the whole moment of uh, South Beach type shit Thank Miami you. Florida palm trees iguanas and I don't know why I think about iguanas and yeah. shit but just it's just a whole memory of just going back just because of that song because he was the first one to put it on when I was down there and I heard it and I, I was feeling that song. I'm like, damn, this shit all right right here. He put me up on game because I didn't hear it at the time. Now every time I hear that song, I think I'm in Miami. I could be riding out in a yeah. polar vortex and I'm, nigga, it's 83, to, it's 88 degrees in Miami in my mind. And that's kind of like, <laughs> it's weird. Like I said, my bad. This is just a random show today. We just going freestyle. It's not too much to talk about. We freestyling about, out here. But we just getting our thoughts out. And it kind of just make you look at music today. It's like, you're not getting those songs that's capturing that those moments. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Right, right, right. You know, I remember just even I was in high school when like Lloyd Banks and Fifty was out. You know, dropping right. out. Yeah, I can feel those moments. Like, dang, it was something. I was I was experiencing a moment when Get Richard Die Try and Drop. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Or when Lloyd Banks Southside dropped. Right. You get what I'm saying? And 
I'm just not getting that now. It's like, all right, I get a cool track. I hear the melody and then it's all right, what's next? Right. Yep. I, I'm not going to hear this. Like, in the, I think one guy that they hopping up now is the baby. I heard some stuff. Yeah. He got some like, flow, yeah, but it's pe- not, I haven't heard anything yet. Like, dang, I'm going to remember this mm-hmm. in 10 years. I might, but I'm might. like, I just haven't had anything where I'm like, all right, I need to sit on this for a little bit. Let me, let me digest it. Let me ask you a quick question. And, um, this this is brought up at my job. Like yeah. I love my job. Love everybody at Lair. Shout out to all my shout coworkers. Out, shout out, shout out. We had a discussion, and I think I might be in a minority. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm willing to po- I'm I'm not solidified in my opinion. I'm willing to change my mind. I kind of feel this way, but it's not stamped in stone. We were talking at work. Who had a which which album was better? Me against the world, or All Eyes on Me? Mm. That's tough. I would probably go me against the world. And I could hear everybody's argument for that. That's what everybody was saying. Mm-hmm. They were saying that the the album itself, it was it was an album. It was it was nicely, it was well produced. Mm-hmm. Pac was spitting on that. And I said he wasn't spitting on the other one. Mm-hmm. But everybody would at, at my job and like I said, we got plenty of time at my job. Oh, we talk a lot I'm of glad shit. You talk about Pac. We gotta keep and, um, I got another something to say. <laughs> and we'll we uh we uh it was like all eyes on me was rushed. It was a lot of shit thrown together even though it might have been decent or whatnot but you it was rushed like um thug passion people say they wasn't feeling that type of pocket they can say they wasn't really feeling that or or what's your phone number if you really want they're like man that's not the pock from me against the world they said that was kind of like just all thrown together just to make an album but me against the world was like a real album of pock pock i kind of feel them because like Jay Z fans kind of had the same parallel, whereas Reasonable Doubt, mm-hmm. that's kind of like, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm a huge fan of Jay, but uh, that's kind of like the go to album. You talk to some people, they like I fucks that, with that's the Hawaii Soapy fame, yeah. But they just talk <laughs> about it because that was just just raw spitting, and right, it was just raw. And then you get to Volume One, it seemed like, oh man, you trying to be commercial, you are right, trying to get right. these hits. Yeah. So a lot of times, your fans start to fight against that. But Jay broke it down. He said, "Okay, we talk about Volume One. A lot of people hated the song Sunshine with uh with, with Babyface uh, yeah. and uh Foxy. Foxy. But he said, "Okay, let's go through the tracks. Where I'm from? Do you like that? They're like, "Yeah, we like that." He said, "That's on Volume One. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Uh, Who you with? Oh, that's on Volume One. City is mine. That's on Volume. He got to like eight tracks, nine tracks. They was like, "You like that album? But you trying to? Say, he said, "You like nine songs on that album? Right. But you trying to say it's terrible because of these four commercial hits? Right, right. He's like, right. beat it. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> you know, uh, Imaginary Players was on that. Album. Oh yeah, right. Oh right. my gosh, yeah. lucky me. Like these yeah. are some tracks. The that, album is a classic. It's yeah. A classic. So you, you get what I'm keep, saying? Like, you keep going through those. But that's when I realized Jay was good because a lot of people hated on Kingdom Come. I was bad. I wasn't feeling. I'm no, but he said that. it though. He said the problem though is he said it was better than what was out at that time. But the thing is, y'all compare me against myself. I can't beat myself. You're still holding me to standards from '96, all that, and I, I'm not that I'm, guy. I'm, I'm, I, I would disagree with that. Yeah, I would. I would, only reason I would dis- disagree with that because after Kingdom Come, he came with better albums. Oh yeah, that was just that was just American a weak Gangster ass, was dope. Yeah, that was just a weak ass album. So for him to say you comparing you against himself, like, yeah, I am because that was Jay. Come on, Jay, man. Even if you bring eighty percent, it's still 
still yeah. there. Yeah. You came with you came with about forty five in that Kingdom Cub right you said, there. Nigga, man. Just, I'm yeah, gonna throw my man. wife on the song. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna put, uh, that was. I'm gonna get Beyonce. I'm gonna get Neo. And that, and that, and that I'm gonna song, get Usher. That pop song that he remade. That uh, dun, 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 dun. wasn't that on there. That uh, uh, what was the pop beat that he stole? But him and Jay, him and Beyonce was kind of riding out like me and my Hollywood. girlfriend. Was oh it, no, that was, was uh, that was Bonnie and Clyde. That was like what, wasn't that on Kingdom Come though? Wasn't nah, that on- him and Beyonce had a song called Hollywood. Oh no, um, I could swear it was it. Was, but he had he had a uh, he had a pop beat on there. He had a pop beat. I can't remember it. I know they did Bonnie and Clyde, but that was on Blueprint too. It might it might have been Blueprint too. It might have been Blueprint too. But I, I, I'm saying to myself though, like man, you've came with better albums. Down the line, that True. Kingdom Come was. I put like if we was to rank his albums, it would probably it's, be it's gonna be t- it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be at it's the bottom. People talk about the top of the iceberg. <laughs> that was at the bottom nah, of the iceberg. But I want to uh, venture off though back to pot because that's Go when ahead. you started. Uh, yeah, you heard about that Glasses Malone track? No. So Glasses Malone has been getting a little. It's the track about a few weeks old. Mm-hmm. But Glasses Malone is a crip. And uh, allegedly, we got to say allegedly because we don't know what happened. The guy that su- allegedly killed Tupac, Orlando Jones, was a clip. I mean, was a crip. Mm-hmm. The one that they jumped at yeah. the at the uh, at at Las Vegas. Yeah. At the- so Gladys Malone said he knew one of the guys' old heads who was in the car. A lot of those guys are dead. He wrote a song from the perspective of Orlando called Tupac Must Die. And it was like, it was a story. He talked about getting stumped and riding around and got to find him. Tupac got to die. And he said what people had to realize is, you know, Orlando is a crib. He like, man, he couldn't go back home. He said if he right. got jumped and didn't find Pac that night, that's pretty much what the story is about. He know right. he's a dope storyteller. He said that guy wouldn't get no respect in the crib, like, you know, back in, you know, L.A., you like, they say they'd be talking back to you. No, you didn't talk to Tupac like that when he's not. You get what I'm saying? Right, right So right. he, it was drawing up a lot of controversy because now people that's like close to Pac is like, why are you releasing this song? And they'll do like, man, I'm an artist. He said, you can't hate and say it's not a dope story. People going to tell their truth regardless. It's, it's going to yeah. come out. If, if you, if you're that close in that type of circle and that his, that, that, that's not a story. That's a historic moment in life. Yeah. In American history, low key, when it comes to, I don't want to say American, it is American history. But no, it is. I, I want to put it, I want to put it, wanna put it into, but in American history, like, damn, like, and, you know, Pac got killed. And then you go back and relive all the, the memories and the stories of how it happened. He was a central base yeah. within that situation. So somebody is going to tell their story, no matter how long it has been released. It could be one week later you tell it. You can sit on that motherfucker for a year, five years, decade, but it, it's going to come out. They like, man, why are you telling this 23 years later? And right. he's saying like, it's y'all, didn't, come out. He right. said, y'all didn't hate on LT Hutton when he made that movie, you know, mm-hmm. or Benny Boom when they made that movie. He like, I'm just being an artist. So I'm not going to lie. Like the, the track was actually kind of cool because like it was actually dope storytelling. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it did. You do have to realize, though, Tupac is an icon. A lot of people do hold him dearly. But my, my, in his defense, he's saying, though, Orlando is somebody. Right. Why y'all not trying to – you trying to say Tupac life more more than Orlando? He said, I bet Orlando's parents, his life means something to him. Right. So right, he right. deserved to have his story told. But that was just something. He talked about the – um. The inter- he talked about the song on The Breakfast Club. But it, it has been making his rounds on social media. 
And a lot of people was hate. I mean, you know, some was speaking out against it. I see somebody. Um, it was a story once again. Mm-hmm. We got. I got plenty of time at my job. Yeah, nah, <laughs> I, hey, got, I got plenty, plenty of time at my job. We talk about everything under the sun, and then hypothetically, well, not hypothetically, but everything's under the sun. So at my job, we talk about everything. So we were talking about the situation. I, I don't remember the rapper's name, but uh, he brought up that. Snoop was a bigger artist at the time. Oh, that's Glasses Malone. He's the same one. That, that, was, that was the same dude? Same interview. That was the same dude. That was the same interview. Yeah, he that said that, that Snoop was bigger at that pop. time. So what, what are your thoughts about that? So I'll put it like this. A lot of times. I didn't know, I didn't know that was that. I didn't know that was that. No, the same interview. Okay. And okay. that's the same guy. That's the guy who wrote the song. All right. I think um, I will say I kind of have to somewhat disqualify myself a little bit because I was seven at the time. Like my thing is this. You was how old? I'll be 30, bro. So you got to think. That's you 23 years. You were seven? Yeah I, was, yeah, I was seven when Tupac died. You had a bandana? I know you had a ba- Pac bandana. My, to be honest, and I, I didn't appreciate you know? Pac till I got <laughs> older because my dad, mm-hmm. shout out to John Mays, he is a huge Tupac fan. Mm-hmm. He played him so much, he made me like hate him. Like oh. I would listen to him in the morning. I would listen to him all day. Oh. So I kind of gravitated more to Biggie just because I right. did not. I and, heard Pac all and, the time. And just, and to, I just, and got just to speak on... Just to speak on how he's talking about riding yeah. out, I will never forget this. I just got my license. Yeah, just got so I'm 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 legal. I'm Fast. ready to drive. We had a family reunion in New York, mm-hmm. and um, this is the time that Pac album came out. And just not just me. Don't blame me, ladies and gentlemen. Don't blame yeah. me. It's in my family. My grandmother, who's living at the time, the sweetest mother, uh, sweetest lady alive. She's like, we're in New York. We have to go to Atlantic City. I'm like, all right, cool, cool uh-huh. with me. So we drove from Atlantic City. It's my turn to drive back. I put on Pac. Yeah. I'm driving from Atlantic City until my time to end from driving. Mm-hmm. I put on Pac when All Eyes on Me first came out. Yeah. So I'm driving yeah. with me, my brother, my grandmother, and my grandfather. Pac told my man, fuck this. Hit a C over here to me. Yeah. He yeah. cussing and everything. My grandmother's like, I like this shit. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I told you, Granny. I told you, baby. Yeah. But we riding out. But that, that's just the era of, you know, like you say, we're just riding out yeah. and, just, and, just, and just listening and to Pac. So to answer your to question, like, um, like I said, so I didn't really appreciate Pac till I got older. Mm-hmm. Like like I say, it's, it's weird when you listen to music when you're older. Like, dang, I could actually appreciate Brenda's got a baby. Right, you know, I right. can appreciate if my homies call songs like that. Uh, Still Ballin' was one of my favorite tracks. That my Still bad dad Yeah, I would get hype yeah. on stuff like that uh, until the end of time. Like my dad, oh, he played that track. That so helped I me get the, through college, thank man. You. That so I would get. Me. I would I fuck some people start, up if I didn't sit Yeah, I would gravitate <laughs> to the more, you know, deeper mm. uh, Tupac, right, not right. some more and more of the commercial song. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, everyone yeah, liked, uh, what was it. that one? I Get Around. Mm-hmm. Like, I vibe to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But at that time, I would have to say that I think Pac was the bigger artist because we had to think he had acting involved too. Yeah. And that plays a role. And some of those, and those characters are iconic in those movies. Yes, yet. it was. Like people yes, still talk about Bishop to this day. <laughs> Uh, poetic justice. Man. That was a great. Uh, yeah. And then even the low key role that he had in. Uh, I still like when we, I still see him as Birdie from Above the Rim. Above the Rim. Yeah. So if you look at it, I would have this. Like I feel like Snoop was big rapping wise because of course Gin and Juice and that. Uh, the Doggy that, Style album. Yeah, Doggy Style album. But I remember Both seeing Gin Pound. and Juice. It's weird that song. I think it dropped in '91, and I remember, mm-hmm. like I said, I was still young at the time. I was still seeing that song being played right. around '96, '97. Mm-hmm. So 
I will clearly say like it was probably a pecking order of maybe Snoop, Pac, Big at mm-hmm. the time. Those will have to be the top three uh, as far as artists. But I would probably say Pac just as big as his impact was. I must say that Pac and shout out to me, my guy Daryl at work. We were talking about this yeah. and he, he made a hundred percent sense about this. When Pac went to jail, he had the number one album in, yeah. in Me Against the World. Mm-hmm. Slapping. Yeah. Album was slapping. Mm-hmm. Head to toe, slapping. Pac went to jail. When Pac was ready to come out, people were eager to say, where is Pac going? Where, where, Pac, about to, Pac about to come out? And could you imagine Pac that today to with out? social media? Like oh, he had that buzz gosh. without social media. So so he, he had that buzz about him, where he's going when he got out of jail. And then when he got to death row, other artists had to stop their project so Pac can get his out first. Yeah. So that just shows you the impact that he had. I don't think, like, hypothetically, if we were to switch roles, not, not saying that Snoop wasn't that guy. I get what you're saying. But if, if he was to come out, I don't think people would have that eagerness to say, damn, like, where is where is he going? What is he going to do? They they would, but I don't think it drew that attention. Like you said, he Pac had the movies. He, his aura, the aura about Pac. I remember even Snoop even saying, like, when he was in Dre video, and you could watch it. Everybody could watch it to this day. His first video when he was in Dre video. Snoop like this the whole time. He was nervous. He was, he was quiet. But you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's like. It's weird now that you're saying that because like I want to give. And that's why I say he they were clearly the big three. Oh, without And then you put Nas probably for at that time. But Snoop is still, still was iconic because even. Mm, mm. And like I said, a lot of me, I'm looking from. Without a doubt. I'm looking from. Just stories I heard and hearsay because I wasn't there to live it. But people talking about how big it was when he did the murder was the case and how people was talking about he had to fight. And he that. actually went through that. So yeah. that, that that was that actually put him on a pedestal as well. But it's like it's like as crazy as that was, Pac surpassed that. So it's and weird. That, that. And, and that's how crazy it is. It's like. Oh my gosh, Snoop rocking talking about murder was the case. He rapping this and the other and he beat a murder case. That's it is that's insane yeah. to people. Yet and yet and still, like Pac is out here in court, not disrespecting, but talking to the judge like, dog, you didn't even give me a fucking fair trial. I know, man. And you and we're going through this and he does his time, get out of there. And it's like... it's so BS and then he gets out of that and then he, and it's like and then now he's on death row. And once again, shout out to my guy Sean. At work, he also when he first came out, he made one of the greatest diss tracks of all time. So that just that, that just shot this man to the moon. What hit him up? And that's part of the reason why I hated like, it too, because I felt like he did start a lot of well. One, the media played a lot of BS in that too. But like I said, me just being a Biggie guy, mm-hmm. Biggie was just you know he didn't mess with nobody, man. Why you throw a shot? <laughs> but no, like I would, I, I would definitely have to just say just. And it's unfair too, because sometimes too, dying does I think blow some people up. You get what I'm saying? Because yeah, I would. Oh love yeah, to without see, a doubt, without a doubt. They say they say they say uh, these type of artists they yeah. make more money when they're dead than I they know, are alive. Because sure. my thing is like, and I'm, I'm I'm not being a hater, but let's just say Pac had to have a 20 year career like Jay Z, like. Would he be rapping on Metro Boomin' Beats now? I'm just saying, we don't know that. I would say yes. I'm just saying he probably would, I would say yes. but we just didn't get to see it right. play out. All the reason I would say yes, because Pac was the type of artist where yeah. he seemed like he would fuck with everybody. He did yeah. a song with MC Breed. Yeah. Like, and we were talking about, we were talking about a nigga from Flint. Even though he had, you know, Flint wasn't blown up like that. Only 
people I know that really mess with MC Breed is people from Detroit. I know it was a national record he had that, uh, you know what I'm saying, we in the club and he had the one before then. But besides that, I'm looking like, damn, those are some iconic songs for us in the Michigan area, Flint area of Detroit. But Pac was fucking with him. I think Pac is one of the people who will fuck with anybody because he, he just had that that that, that social that, that work and, ethic. And you kind of see that with Drake. Like, Drake hops on mm-hmm. a lot of people. Drive. And, you know, people accuse him of wave stealing. But... He will still get on a track. Yeah, you know what I'm saying what he mentioned that in one of his uh one of his bars. He said you could check the points, but but also check the assists. Yeah, <laughs> so you get know what I'm saying. Like my man, yeah. who, who was that song called last year? Uh, look alive. He jumped mm-hmm. on his track, blew him up. But like I'm saying, I think you also look at Pac too. Like John B just did an interview. I think about a month ago. He did a track with John yeah. B. Yeah, and he talking about. Talking about a thug nigga yeah. out here doing a track Are with, you still with, down, with yeah man. With, with John B out here. That's what I'm saying. Pocket, hey, Pac get around for real, for real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he'll do a track with anybody. Yeah, and I think it's somewhat like I said, it's kind of not fair to compare the two. Because one thing that has kept Snoop around, like Snoop is close to fifty, and he still yeah. had that longevity. Yeah, yeah. And um, let's just stop the comparisons, man. Let's just keep these guys one. Let's appreciate them while they alive. You yeah, know, so this should most be the definitely. time instead of trying to compare him and saying he was a bigger artist than Pac at the time. Just give Snoop his flowers now. Right. Give him his respect right. now. Yeah, do respect it now. Tupac do it for now. what he did. Uh, respect all these greats for why they're here now. Jay needs yeah. to get all his respect. Um, DMX, Nas. you know how he had it. Nas. These guys are mm-hmm. turning 50 yeah. and they still around this game. And then they impacting culture in a different way. Without give a them their respect now. They're yeah. just do now, yeah. man. Cause because y'all everybody that's a younger generation, mm-hmm. y'all are gonna y'all gonna hear this. Y'all gonna realize mm-hmm. when you get older And everybody and gonna it, be hating and, on and, your and, Drake. Yeah, and you're Kendrick. gonna be hearing on your your generation's music and then you hear I'll turn that old yeah, nigga off. And then we you hear, hear the younger generation <laughs> and they're gonna be totally different from what you heard. Cause trust me, we've all been there. Oh yeah, I'm we've gonna all cringe. Been there. I'm about to cringe. I'm gonna cringe when somebody yeah. be like, Yeah, the baby better than J. Cole. Yeah, and I'm like, like oh, I'm like, like oh, bye, yo, young kid. Yeah, I'm on trip, so yeah, we, I'm we, already we ready. We hear all this with Curtis Blow and, you know what I'm saying, Rakim. Rakim was a real lyricist. He was spitting <laughs> back then. We, uh, you know what I'm saying? We got to get niggas don't know yeah, nothing about don't, no Y'all don't know rest. nothing about none of this. So each generation is going to go through this. It's just you better prepare yourself and just and just embrace yeah. what, what everybody is doing right now for all the goodness that they're spitting And right like now. I'm saying, uh, appreciate one, what the music means to you in these moments. Because, like, one, like I'm saying, you're the one that appreciates. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like everything you like. You're not going to like everything I'm like. Right. So you just appreciate the artist. You're not going to convert everybody. Like, uh, I hear people, they uh, hate on J. Cole to this day. I'm like, I rocks with him. Yeah. They call Big Sean Corny. I still listen I to him. I still fucks with him. They try to hate on Wale. Hey, Wale has some tracks hey. that got me through college. You get what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. everybody not going to like everything. I'm still not on that chance to rapper wave. Some reason, he just didn't pop for me. But, hey, salute. Get your money, King. <laughs> hey, get, do hey do I, do. I tried. You know, hey. it is. Is what it is. Ain't funny. But we got about about 13 okay, to 15 so minutes, I, man. I, I, want, I want to touch on... Yeah, touch the, on that stuff. The man. biggest issue that's going on right now. Yes. And we have these mass shootings that's going on. Yes. And it's killing me into my soul. And they've been uh, a problem for a while, but... It's, it's, it's it. been a while, so... Because I don't know if you want to get deep. I'm going to get deep for a minute because this is everyday life and, it, and it's sad. It's and sad. And the views of podcast Detroit are not reflective right. of uh, sports and other ish. <laughs> Just to preface the studio. Yeah, these, but, uh, these are my thoughts. This is Aaron thoughts. Hayes' thoughts these are and his thoughts, thoughts are alone. 
So I, I just want to say I just want to say this, and it's I want to make a couple of points mm-hmm. and tie all these points together to, to bring just spit, man. Yeah, because it's, it's not just one issue. So I'm a, like I said, I'm gonna take it back. So when we had this Constitution thing, mm-hmm. they had the right to bear arms. I get that back then. I get that we have the right to bear arms. And, and they put it in the Constitution. Do you want to? And I and I understand. Do you want to protect yourself? If somebody come along, you usually have the right to protect your property, your family, and that's something that's two hundred and fifty to three hundred years ago. I get ago. that. However, when you said the key thing, it was two hundred fifty some years ago. Back then, when they had guns, everybody had a musket. Every so so when somebody out so, here somebody reloading. doing this, what you doing this? Pouring a powder <laughs> in that boy, putting Hold some on. Little, and then you doing this. And then and they, oh, you what? About to you, about to, you about to shoot me? And then he doing, everybody do everybody had the same weak-ass gun back yes, then. Yes, thank you. Everybody had a gun, a weak-ass musket, and everybody had a weak-ass pistol back then. And and I, and I granted, granted, everything, America is, America is a beautiful country. We mm-hmm. have our, we have our problems. The Constitution is, is, as a whole, it is good. But I'm willing to bet our forefathers did not see that when guns evolved, that they were turning to AKs, AKs <laughs> ARs, Tommy guns, everything that can just kill mass amounts of people in in and, a second. And let me not laugh. Seconds. I just laughing at that point, but because this is a serious matter. My thing though is what pisses me off is we Man. talk about this and people Mm-mm-mm. they ignore the real reason. You get what I'm saying? It's, yeah, they, they like people like don't take my gun. I'm like, look, bro, I don't give it. Carry your gun. You should be able to be protected in your crib. But what is the point of you just having an, a, a military grade weapon? There is absolutely no reason. No reason. What are you shooting, bro? Who are you protecting yourself from? Anybody to have a fucking AK 47 or AR 15. These are literally war weapons. These are assault style weapons. And people want to say, well, I don't want to go hunting. Nigga, you not using no AK. I never seen nobody in Miller, Michigan. <laughs> down with a deer, with bro. The, they be mad as hell at you. For the first one you shoot off, everybody's scattering. They're like, God damn, you just shut all the deer away. They didn't, they didn't fuck around and ran away. Nobody is using an AK-47. Just emptying the clip. AR or assault-style weapons. Or a duck. For a duck or quail or anything like that. These oh, are, funny. if we want to have these weapons... Give this to our military who protect and serve us, whoever they need to serve and protect us. They need to have these weapons. If you want to have a gun, okay, you can have a little scope on your little um, um, sniper rifle to shoot your deer because you want to go hunting, even though, okay. And like, like Chris Rock said, this is one of my favorite comments. We can go hunting on a full stomach. Mm-hmm. We do that here in America. Everybody tell me, well, I need to go hunting. Motherfucker, you got a goddamn Kroger right down the street. You could go buy whatever you want. Talking about, I got to go hunt. You got to go stand in the woods for eight hours to shoot a deer. No. Okay, if that's what if, if that's what you use, cool. No problem. Have your little hunting guns. I get it. I don't want I don't debate you on that. It's no problem. But the AR fifties assault style weapons, and it and it makes it even worse. And I like I said, I want to tie a couple of things together. Yeah, keep going. Go to the next point. They don't even want to put legislation in to even ban or not ban, Do but background have check. background checks. It's it's like it's like it's like it's arguing points. We just want to have give you what seventy two hours. Let's just say seventy two hours, three days. You fill out a registration. Well, you, you fill out your little paperwork. We're gonna do a little background check. Just wait, please, before you have your killing machine, sir. 
before yeah. you before you have whatever you need to kill with because that's all guns are used for. Guns are not used to immobilize something. They're not they're not used to stop something. Guns are used to kill people. Thank you. Bullets go through you. Don't stop. Go through some motherfucking brick. Go through a house. Go through your goddamn stove. Go through your couch, and then they they might stop after your heart if they didn't went through Remember, eight other this things. This is where I interject because it's sad, but we're becoming to the point. I don't know how many of these we got to see. Because I remember when I really just started getting into the forefront. I remember the biggest one that I seen, like, mass shooting that stuck out to me was Columbine. I remember seeing yeah. those stories in 1999. Back, I was in high school at that time. Yeah. And that, that shit and fucked I was us young. up. Yeah. I was, like, young. I was, like, I'm like, what the fuck? So I remember seeing right. that on MTV and they reported yeah. on that, right? And was sad with them not addressing it. You don't know how numb we're coming to this shit. Oh, no, no. Oh, I know. You get what I'm saying? I it's know. just like, damn, another you know, shooting happened. You know what it is? I And I was talking to my homeboys, and I kind of want to talk about them, even though they're good people. I yeah. want to address some things. Now this shit is like a bad car accident. Yeah, and, it is. And, and you're just driving by, and you kind of look slow, like, damn, this shit is fucked up. You and know, then you keep on driving, and, and went, then you're going about your day. But you know how it's, fucked up It's a up regular it occurrence. Like, remember how, because, like, I had, my parents, they, uh, Especially my mother and my stepfather, they watch the news and like yeah. a lot. So you don't know how many times I would just regularly watch on CNN how they talk about the suicide bomber. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, another suicide bomber. And now it's starting to become that way in America because now it's just a huge shit show, bro. You get what I'm saying? What's shit gonna happen show. is we're gonna talk about it for three days. Mm-hmm. We're gonna send this a little outrage. We're gonna say this. Where's our president? Why no one's speaking on this? These. Mass shootings have been a problem for years, and we know who's doing the mass shootings. It's, it, uh, Most it, of the it, time, it's, it's a white it's, guy. It's, white, you get what it's I'm white domestic terrorism, and they don't even want to call it out. But this, it, this is why I really lost all hope. And I'm, I'm sorry, but bro, we just had Parkland last year too, no, no, and they no, didn't change no, nothing no, with no, Parkland. No, 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 no. This is the point I'm about to make, yeah. and this is crazy. I lost all hope because this country. Has his issues, but normally we come together when it deals with something. Everybody can be like, man, that's fucked up. No matter where you're at, mm-hmm. we can come together when some shit's fucked up. When Sandy Hook happened. Oh, yeah. When they when, when dude went in there and killed all them element, ele- no, elementary kids. Children. Children who had no idea. They just going to learn the ABCs, color, play with glue, read. Whatever. And you want to know they're going to give and them? Nothing it's happened. Unfortunate. No, that's all they're going to yeah. give you. Oh, that's an unfortunate no, no, no. event. These are your thoughts. We're going to give our thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. To the lawmakers who can actually make laws and change things. When Sandy Hook happened and nothing happened after Sandy Hook, because normally, normally in America, we can argue about all types of shit. But when something happens to a child, we can be like, all right, all right, whatever you do, you don't fuck with children. They, they, they're innocent. They're little kids. You don't mess with children because that that's that's crazy. You don't do that. If you want to beat up on black, old, white men, white men, Chinese men, even some women, we'll, we'll debate this, whatnot. Children are off the board. My man came into Sandy Hook and mowed them all down. We talked about it, talked about it, and but, then talked about it. But it's crazy. Sandy and nothing Hook, happened. But Sandy Hook happened. But remember, earlier that year, my man's went into the movies yeah. and shot them up at the Batman movie. But peep this though, this yeah. and, and this is the crazy thing about it. And, and I was two things back right. and, and Sandy Hook, and I'll never forget this. Like I said, we talk about this shit at work because we don't have nothing else to do but yeah. sometimes work. This shit happened in December, out of all months. Couple couple of weeks later, it's Christmas. 
you damn near might even bought your kid Christmas gifts and they're not even around no more to even experience this. You got families and everything who are not even going to experience Christmas with their kids because they just got mowed down. What can we do about this, uh, lawmakers, senators, but uh, I, I everybody? Look at it, I look at it from nothing. And I look at it from nothing. this standpoint because the older I get, I'm realizing how big mental health is. And trauma. I'm glad, I'm, I'm you glad, get what I'm saying? I'm glad, I'm glad you touched on that. The reason why I say that, though, that. is like, because I've been thinking about this back, and it was messing me up back in 2016. Mm-hmm. But remember, we still start having those strings of all those black guys getting, uh, you know, murdered. Right. And nothing, right. no type of punishment happened. We saw Trayvon, yes. Zimmerman gets off. Then you get to Mike Brown. Then you get to Eric Garner. Mm-hmm. And then within the two weeks, what hurt me, what broke my heart, is the whole Philando Castile thing yeah, that's and Alton Sterling. So what yeah. I'm saying, though, is what you don't realize is if you're not going to fix the issue, though, but you just keep putting this out to the masses, mm. people are starting to be messed up crazy. So what I'm saying is what happens, man, and I'm not trying to start no uh, nothing, no issues, but you don't know how many times I've seen on my social media today that it's some black people like, man, I just want to stay away from white people. I don't know who's going to go off. Right. Because it's just random. These just coming out here just spraying people. Now you're going to be on the lookout. And when you keep seeing that these things happen and no one's getting punished for this, it's a society, man. No one wants to live with that. And not even one right. person should have to suffer and become a prisoner in their mind because we don't want to address Two something. things you just said I, just want, I want to touch on. The, yes. men, the mental, mental health issues. Yes. Unfortunately... Facts. We only talk about mental health issues when it's white domestic terrorism. And like I said, I, I'm, I, I'm in a gambling uh, horse group conversation. Uh-huh. And we, we've been talking about this all day. And they're, they're yeah. very smart. They're all white. Let me just no, intervene no, no. real quick where I say, and when I'm talking about mental health, I'm not even talking about from the shooter's perspective. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right, if you right, have enough time to write out a manifesto, right. you're just yeah, a piece yeah, of yeah, shit. Yeah, you're not you know what you're doing, You know what you're doing. No, I'm talking about everyday people like me and you who have to live with it. Like it was a time I was nervous, man, if a cop by me. Right, Y'all just raising up, shooting people. Over and, a and license, and, 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 I'm and, and, like, bro, just that, get that, by me. And that's the other thing that that's I want to talk to. That's the trauma I'm talking about. Me, me and my wife were just talking about this earlier. So with the El Paso shooter, he went in there, mowed down, killed 20 people, shot 29 other people. They're all injured. So that's at least 49 fucking bullets. You get a phone call. There's a shooter. We, we hear it all on our, they, they always call to it. There's a shooter. There's a shooter. There's a shooter, 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 shooter. That's all you hear. My man came out alive. So no, nothing wrong with that, honestly. Mm-hmm. If my man want to surrender and he surrenders, you should take him in alive. But the point that you just made, why do we have to fear for our life when dude like, oh, I feared for my life when we were just reaching for something. And, you, and we didn't even have anything. You wouldn't know. I, I, would, I would think, literally, Bruh. like like if dude just, if this situation just happened, just like, like hypothetical, I'm just going through my mind. If this situation just happened and my man just happened to walk out after we just got all this randomness, we know what the fuck is going on. We know it's terror to the worst possibility. And dude come out, I give up. I get, He can put his hands up and everything. Eventually you have to put your hands down. I can say, oh, fuck, nigga, he just mowed down 49 people. I thought he was reaching for his gun. And somebody was uh, hypothetically shoot his ass. I'm like, okay. You really had a real fear for your life because you knew this motherfucker just killed 20 people, shot 29 other people. But you bro, know he's literally a threat to your life. But the, but we, 
No, I'm we we just that, drive, but go back to and don't and, and don't have no fear, but you fear for your life, but you don't fear for your life, and and hypothetically you can pull out your gun to shoot this dude who you just took in alive. But go back that's to insane. Twi- but go back to 2016, so because remember that summer was crazy. After um, Philando Castile got killed and uh, Arthur Sterling got killed, mm-hmm. the black dude went crazy and started shooting cops in Dallas. Right, right, right. Remember right, how they yeah, took him yeah, out? Yep. They took him out with a bomb. Yeah. Oh, they blew his ass up. <laughs> they didn't, they, they they didn't want to get his side of the story. Up. They didn't want nothing. They didn't want to see no manifesto. Nothing. They like, bro, let's just get you out the they paint. They blew that nigga up. And the, and the mental health. They didn't try to right. subdue him. <laughs> no, they no. like, nah. Uh-uh. They, they, brought, they brought a motherfucking uh, They didn't care uh, about his mental health. I wrote about it in that motherfucker. Yeah. He's, like, he's talking about three. Two, one. They didn't care about his <laughs> mental. Uh, they didn't care it. about his mental status yeah, or what he nothing. dealt with. And, he, and he, if, if he was dealing with some trauma, yeah. we don't ask those questions. And the mental health issues that you brought up too, they only bring that up when it's a shooter for a white domestic shooter. Oh yeah. And they say, well, it's mental health issues. And now, and, and the point that I was bringing up to my friends in my chat room, I just wanted to just bring light to it. I'm not arguing. No, no. Just, just bring a light. Just because we're having a real discussion, and they, they're really good. Because all this is serious, right? It's, like it's all so serious. Much but. Literally, we have shootings every day in Detroit in urban cities mm-hmm. all the time. Mental health issues is never discussed then. We could you could, you could pull up. I, I watch the news every day before I get up and go in the morning to work. I'm just it's just, like just you grow up it. in a war zone, yeah. bro. And it's like, well, two people got shot on the east side. Nice. Now let's go. Now let's go to weather. It's, but, and, right. but 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 mental health issues is never discussed. And I'm willing to bet I don't know the the the, the facts, but it's probably more. Regular shootings on a daily occurrence for every weekend or every day that surpasses the mass shootings that happen, but we don't get talked about with mental health issues. And you shouldn't you have to deal with that because look at, and we, I know we got to go soon, my bad. We should have went deeper earlier than this. But you look at this just distressed areas everywhere. I'm not about to keep mm-hmm. pointing out Detroit, Chicago, anywhere you go, anywhere where Urban there's area. poverty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poverty. Anywhere where poverty, all, there's all lack of, of resources and you get a lack of survival. Right. You're correct. There, there's no hope. You're going to get these petty crimes and you're going to get these petty shoes. Yes, there's yes. not going to be much killing in the suburbs unless it's domestic because mm-hmm. they have resources. They have jobs. They can, you know, Deal right. with those things. You don't have to worry about having to murder someone over food, right? Or uh, right. having something when everybody eat. eating. Yeah, when everybody, everybody eating. And, and just to bring another point, we have—I don't know the exact number—but we have about 350 million Americans in Americans. Mm-hmm. We have more guns than we have Americans. Mm-hmm. That's insane to me. You have more guns than you have people. And you don't even see these more guns than you have people. Con- yeah, my bad. We, uh, you're not gonna be here next week, but that's that's just crazy because 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 it's a, it's a bad recipe when you have all these guns. And like I said, this is how I feel, and I hate the argument that people don't guns don't kill people. People kill people. Fuck that and fuck you if you if say you that shit. If you have access to if, a gun, bro. Guns kill people. You can't shoot them. Guns I can't kill shoot people. you and getting mad if I don't right. have a gun. One. Flat you out, because saying? they are killing weapons. They're not They're not, yeah. They're not. not a taser yeah. to mobilize you. They're, they're killing weapons. So, I mean, it, 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 it sucks when you have all these guns and then people get angry and then you can kill mass amounts. Because you can't kill mass amounts of people with a knife. No. That's what I'm saying. You, no. can't, you, can't, you can't do with the damage that my man did in three minutes. Kill 20 people and hurt 29 with a Or even back knife. to the dude in Vegas. So, it's too right. many damn. Uh, examples. It's, it's, it's too much. So, so guns suck. Even though the Constitution was right, we need put to your have, final thoughts, we, and then we're gonna put a bonus. Final thoughts. We need to have gun regulation. We need okay. to figure this out. 
I want to give a shout out to all my people uh, in the 20-year reunion, man. It, it was just it was dope, real dope, real dope. good seeing y'all. Uh, Ryan, Alicia, Brittany, Bridget, AG, uh, <laughs> everybody, Spanish, uh, Holmes, every, uh, Gutter, everybody, man. It was 20 years, man. I'm just glad to see y'all. I'm just glad to be living. Tied out all together, man. We still living, man. We haven't got mowed down nah, that's by a man. mass shooting or anything. Just a just a blessing, man. Go ahead. And man. I'll put it like this, my final thoughts. I definitely want to get my uh two of my people from my org on here. My guy, uh Negus Vu. He does a lot of community work. Mm. And um that's where I was actually at today. Um, the people's action. We went out and volunteered, clean up uh, you know, the block and just trying to help communities from a socioeconomic status. Um, also want to shout out to my family. We had our uh, family picnic this weekend. It was yeah. great to see everyone. Good. Uh, my 30th birthday is coming up. So Damn, you was, old. Yeah, man. Hey. <laughs> now I'm embracing it, man. Now I feel Brace good. It. I'm embracing it, man. Like, like I said, you just start to um, just value life, man, yeah. getting these years, especially when you don't see people yeah. get it. But, um, you know, so everyone seeing them, they like they're going to come out on the 24th for my birthday. I'm excited for that. But, uh other than that, man, just thankful uh, for everyone that listens. Shout out to uh, Rail and Book. The team will be back soon. But um, this is just another episode of Sports and Others. We did Mellow and we did the Mass Shootings. We did LeBron. But uh, 